Mr. Brown, has the meeting been properly advertised? Yes, sir. Thank you so much, sir. Um, one here from Ministerial Alliance. Let us all stand. We'll have our prayer and our Pledge of Allegiance. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for allowing us to come together for the benefit of Liberty County, Georgia, a place that you have given us the honor to serve. We thank you for the uh, progress that we made. We thank you for allowing us to see the progress that we will make. Uh, bless these people who give us their time and talent. Bless our citizens, mankind everywhere. This we ask in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, Indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, Proclamation Rivers Alive, Dr. Karen Bell. You introduce it, and we'll have Mr. Brown read it, and we'll. Move on. Good evening, everyone. Oh. Um, Rivers Alive is a Georgia state initiative, and it's created to make people aware of, basically, if we don't take care of the waterways, the waterways is not going to take care of us. And here in Liberty County, we decided to do the main uh, Rivers Alive on October 28th, which is, falls on the 4th. Saturday of the month of October, which is Make a Difference Day. So every fourth Saturday in October is Make a Difference Day. And we're asking that every city and the county come out on October the 28th at 9 o'clock <clears throat> and help clean up. Nope, if you just clean up the streets, you are making a difference because anything that's on the ground and it flows into the uh, storm drains, it will go into our waterways. So that's why it's so important that we all come together. We're asking that it, any commissioners or city um, electives come to a, a um, cleanup. We would like to let us let people know that we go from the top down and that we appreciate our electives coming out and we will have a cleaning kit for you. And that cleaning kit have your container, your vest, your um, little reacher, gloves, everything you would need to do a cleanup and show that you love to keep Liberty County clean and beautiful. That's all I have. Ma'am, ready, sir? Rivers Alive Cleanup is Georgia's annual volunteer waterway cleanup event that targets all waterways in the state, including streams, rivers, lakes, beaches, and wetlands. The mission of Rivers Alive is to create awareness of and involvement in the preservation of Georgia's water resources. Rivers Alive is held annually each fall and is a program of the Georgia Environmental Protection Division Outreach Program. Whereas the citizens of Liberty County recognize that all life is dependent upon clean water and strive to restore and maintain the chemical, physical, and biological integrity of Georgia's waters. And whereas watersheds, the critical component of the hydraulic water cycle, is an integral part of all the Earth's systems. And whereas Georgia has 70,150 miles of streams and rivers that nourish our native plants and wildlife. And whereas the mission of Rivers Alive is to create awareness of and involvement in the preservation of Georgia's water resources through this annual volunteer cleanup of the 14 river basins in Georgia. And whereas October 28, 2023 is the 51st anniversary of the Clean Water Act 
in the International Day of Worldwide Monitoring. And whereas the Liberty County Board of Commissioners recognizes this commitment to engage citizens, civic and government officials, and business leaders to restore and preserve our watersheds in Georgia. And whereas Keep Liberty Beautiful and Liberty County Board of Commissioners are committed to elevate the importance of volunteerism and motivate everyone in our community to become stewards of the environment. Now, therefore, be it resolved that I, Donald L. Lovett, Chairman of the Liberty County Board of Commissioners, do hereby proclaim October 28, 2023, as Rivers Alive Awareness Day in Liberty County, so acknowledged on this day, October 19, 2023, and call this observance to the attention of our citizens. So each of the cities are prepared to, with their cleanup teams, Yes, sir, and um, each city that's participate will provide lunch for um, our citizens and Keep Louis Beautiful will provide all the supplies and you get a Rivers Are Live t-shirt also for participating. You have most of the cities participating? Um, most of them, yes, and we have a sign up that the, um, that would give us a number to where they will be at. So every city has a POC, has a, um, a POC for that location, so we're excited. Just um, ensure that we get a general reminder in between now and then, we appreciate yes, it. Yes, sir. All right. Mr. Chairman. Up. Yes, sir. The um, city of Hinesville has um, issued a challenge. I don't know if, if they, they, have they got in touch with you, Mr. Brown? I, I don't think they have. I they haven't? <laughs> yeah. Well, but they, they now, um, Is it a and, and I, I'll, I'll say this, I'll turn my mic on. Hinesville um, <laughs> um, brags that they, that they win because they have the most participation. They, they brag about this every, even in the Great American Cleanup in April. They, they brag about that and, and even get some kind of trophy. But it's because the Public Works Department, we have about 25 people. <laughs> now, um, as their supervisor, I could take that 25 and put them over here with the county if we need it. Just, just let me know. Okay. All right. Okay. So you're trying to stop the bragging, sir. <laughs> but, well, you, you know, um, with, with that being said, I'm I'm going to be on the winning team either way. <laughs> uh, um, we we got to get them this year. We we got to get them now. Tomorrow morning when I'm over there, I'm going to say we got to get them. But but, uh, but uh, when I'm over here, we we got to get them. I'm 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 gonna call Clinton. And we're going to get all the boys from the road department down there. Right. We're we, we going we to get them. Bring the trophy home. Man. Yeah, bring it home. Bring it home. It is great. Different cities do do different things. Uh, Flemington is doing not, not your average cleanup. So they're doing like a nacho bar. And so a little play on words there. And so it's just fun. And hopefully a lot of citizens will come out and we get to clean, do something good. Right and clean up our area, have nice, and get fed, and get a free t-shirt. <laughs> like a plan. All right. You come, come on, on then. Yeah. Wish y'all would gather around. We'll have this photo op. Mr. Donahue hadn't made it yet. I see current is here.
two, three. Joe, he loves that camera. <laughs> uh oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Get everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the good work. Yes, sir. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Keep our county clean <clears throat> and attractive. <clears throat> Alrighty. Thank you, Dr. Bell. Uh, Departmental reports, finance, Mr. Matthew Richardson. <sighs> Keep our numbers clean. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, Mr. Chairman, Good Commissioners. Um, I'm here tonight to report on the county's August 2023 financial statement. Starting with the general fund, um, as, as of the end of August, we have collected approximately 6% of our revenues and have spent approximately 14%. Um, as you know, the revenues are down because we haven't yet billed for the property taxes and um, these are our leanest months of the year. Um, we currently have 4.9 months of operating expenditures in our unreserved fund balance. This is up slightly from the previous year. Uh, last August, we reported 3.3 months. Um, looking at the departmental expenditures in the general fund, there are a few that are running slightly ahead of schedule. Um, some of these are still uh, for the timing of vendor payments that are required to be paid at the beginning of the fiscal year. Um, some of these include our IT department, our building maintenance, um, general administration, which is our um, regional commission dues, uh, superior court, public defender. Um, the variance calculation, as you all are aware, um, is, is calculating the, um, as if each department spent their budget equally over the 12 months. This is certainly not the case for all of our departments. Um, such as the Judicial Administration Department is currently running a little ahead of schedule due for payments that were made to our court reporters. This, however, will be offset with uh, some of our ARPA AOC revenues that we expect to receive. Um, this department is not expected to exceed budget for the year. Uh, animal Services had some vehicle repairs um, in August, which is kind of skewing their uh, budget results for the month. But we do not expect this department to exceed the budget for the year. And as I mentioned uh, last time, the Community Services Department had some expenses gearing up toward our uh, employee wellness fair that is currently going on right now this week at the county. Uh, we do expect some grant funding to come in um, in September to cover these expenses. All right, moving on to solid waste. Uh, the solid waste currently for the month of August has approximately 269000 in net income. We've collected 12.6% of our budgeted revenues and have only spent 6.3% of our budgeted expenses. There are no departments for solid waste that are currently exceeding budget. Um, and if we flip the page to the special revenue funds, this is almost the case for all of our special revenue funds uh, with the exception of uh, records, which we've had some higher um, electricity bills 
for records due to the summer months. And uh, But we do expect these to fall back in line now that we're into a more cooler time of the year. I don't remember that happening before, though, Joe. Oh. I don't recall. Not to this extent. We're, we're doing a couple things, too, is we're checking to make sure that the systems are functioning properly, that there's not an issue there. Or, or with so, the so we didn't have itself. a unit down or anything like that where it had to? We, we did. We did have a couple of units that were having trouble that underwent replacement. Uh, that with the, the problems we were seeing in the summer this time with the humidity and a lot of things that happened, so we're, and we're checking. What kind of lighting system do we have, or lights do we have on there? Is it the new? Internal or external? Parking in lot. Internal. Or, internal. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them are new, some of them are old. The old section, we may look at trying to change those out, but those wouldn't be this much. That's, you know, those would have been a recurring type thing that we'd have seen because they don't burn that much anyway in those record sections. But we'll check into that too. Um, okay, moving on to the sales tax reports. Uh, for sales tax six, um, although we're not collecting this sales tax anymore, I've included the August report just to show uh, where we are on the various projects um, that we still have in progress. Our revenue for sales tax seven for August was over 1.1 million. Uh, this month's revenue exceeded our budget by 244000 And since this sales tax seven began, we have collected a total of $4.2 million. For TSPLOS, uh, for the month of August, we received $1.092,000. Um, and since the inception of TSPLOS, we have collected $31 million of our total $54 million. Um, and for all of the sales tax and TSPLOS obligation, I just ask that you all review and let me know if any corrections are needed. And Commissioner Jones, I will certainly make that adjustment that we talked about earlier. But I appreciate all of your feedback and just let me know if I can do anything differently. Um, and that's all I have for you this evening. To, um, excuse me. Um, Sale tax seven started. What what month did we? I'm trying to average it out. April. Has anybody already done that? We started collecting it in May, but it began March 23. In April. 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 Yeah, April. April. Third 23. month for the seven. <laughs> so one, two, three, four. At, through August, it's four months, and there's a I included a little bar graph just to show how it's, how it's been trending. Um, May, a little over a million. June, a little less than a million. July and August okay. are trending upward. What I was pondering, okay. While you're doing that, Mr. Matthew, Mr. Brown, to animal control, they didn't. They did not receive any new vehicles. That's what I, I just mentioned, Miss Moses. I didn't see that until today. We're going to check and find out. They, yesterday, to answer your question, they did, but I'm not sure we've replaced the whole fleet yet. You know, we scheduled rotating in and out, but that's what we're going to check on tomorrow and see. So, 
Samantha, be so kind. Once again, it says that to remind me what our cap is for uh, sale tax eight. I know 54 was the old number. For the T-SPLOS? For SPLOS. Camper, camper anticipated. Anticipated. Oh, okay, okay. 60. that's how I think that's what we saw. 60. 69. 69 million, okay. million yes. Hopefully we do far better than that. Okay. I just remind my commissioners that, you know, with your T-SPOS funds, you, most of you have some flexibility, and I'll leave it at that. So you may want to review some projects to do. Yeah. Uh, remember the someone, I think Chairman McAuper used to say, sometimes you can't do all the projects, but you can do some of it. So I just remind us to give, give a look at that. So. All righty, any other questions for Ms. Samantha? No. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mr. Matthew. Thank you all. All right, LCPC. Chairman Lovett, members of the commission. Oh, sir. This afternoon, for your consideration, we have a uh, an amendment, a proposed amendment to the Unified Development Ordinance, and since this is a an amendment to your zoning, it requires a public hearing. We have advertised that public hearing, so at some point we need, I would ask you to go into a public hearing to receive public input on We'll this. pause for that now, Chair, entertain the motion. So move. Second. Second, all in favor, show of hands, please. You're now in public hearing. Okay, thank you. Uh, what I'm gonna be presenting to you, it should be in front of you, it's, uh, it's got bold lettering on the top of it, all caps and ordinance to amend the Liberty County Unified Development Ordinance. This ordinance has been to, as required, uh, it's been to the Planning Commission. They've had a public hearing on it, and they've given some pretty thoughtful input to it, and it comes tonight to you with a recommendation of approval. I'm gonna give you just a summary of what it includes. There's two main parts of this, this amendment. Uh, one is a, a, um, an omission that we had when we uh, brought this to you. We brought it to you about three times during the spring, and. Y'all saw enough of me, and y'all were tired of seeing me. But anyway, at, at, at the last meeting, y'all asked me if, if, if there was some reason you needed to amend this. Could it be amended? Well, tonight we're here to prove to you that it can, <laughs> it can be, be amended. amended. We're giving you the opportunity to do that. Uh, but the, uh, the first one, the first thing I'd like to point out is that we, we omitted a, a section that was, that's been in your ordinance for about 20 years, at least 20 years, uh, concerning parking of trucks and trailers in residentially zoned areas. And I talked with the county staff, and they said they indicated that they'd like for you to consider putting that back in there. So we've, that's part of this amendment. And but but there is a change as as part of the review that we had to do with the planning commission. Uh, we had a we had a uh, little subcommittee meeting with some planning commissioners and the county staff to discuss uh, the wording of that. Uh, traditionally, um, it said within any residential district, no commercial trucks, trailers, or wagons in excess of one ton. Uh, they had some. They had some discomfort with the use of one ton because uh, maybe maybe that's different from 20 years ago. But now a lot of people drive one ton trucks as their personal vehicles, so they felt like that the that that provision of the ordinance needed brought be brought into conformance with the current time. Like a one ton truck is a 350. A lot of people use that as their personal vehicle. That wouldn't necessarily be a commercial vehicle. So they wanted to change it to to read commercial vehicles with a gross vehicle weight in excess of, of 10,000 pounds. And 
that that includes that would capture even the smallest tractor trailer semi semi tractor so that's that was a change that they made to the original wording everything all the rest of the wording in the here is the same it just they just replaced uh, no no vehicles in excess of one ton with no vehicles in excess of no commercial vehicles in excess of 10,000 pounds gross vehicle weight now this does not uh, this does not uh, uh, affect boats or RVs or motorhomes or anything like that. It's just commercial vehicles parked in residential areas. It also doesn't affect agricultural areas, and about 80% of the county is, is zoned agriculture. So you could park your truck in an agriculturally zoned area. It only applies to residential subdivisions uh, and, and areas that are, that are zoned residential or PUDs that are zoned residential. So any questions about that one before I get into the second part of the ordinance? Yes, sir. Yeah. <clears throat> Mr. Rickerson, I'm glad to see that inserted in here. I guess one of my questions, who's going to enforce it? That would be uh, the building and licensing department. And <clears throat> take me through the steps. Well, generally- Someone is uh, caught violating it. Right. Generally, uh, a complaint comes into the building and licensing office, and that's really kind of what prompted us to realize that we had omitted this. They they had a complaint and they needed to, uh, to uh, enact enforcement and take it to the magistrate court and they we they talked to us and we realized that it wasn't in the ordinance so that's why we were bringing it back so from time to time the building and licensing department does get a complaint that somebody's parking a dump truck or a tractor trailer in their residential driveway and the only way to do that is to initiate enforcement most of the time they send a letter and the person will voluntarily comply but if they don't then the ordinance provides for you to be able to take it to the magistrate court and, and present your evidence to the judge, and then the judge would decide. So will this follow the same guideline as uh, <clears throat> blight areas where we get complained on? Someone will have to complain several times. Then somebody will go out. Now think about this. The average time when a truck is parked in a subdivision it's probably five, six o'clock in the afternoon, and it's going early the next morning. There's no one working from the code enforcement side. That truck is gone. How are we going to look at that one? I think that would be a that would be a decision that uh, the department head, Mr. Zach, would have to make about whether to have somebody come out and do a night meeting. But you know, we all have to work it in the after hours sometimes. I'm, I'm, I'm proof of that right now. I'm working after hours uh, in, in this meeting, so sometimes you just have to do that in order to do your job what, what we've accepted in the past is a stunt is a time stamped camera picture from someone who complains and then they would actually interview that person to make sure that you know it's, it's i'll say as much reality is there but they'd interview that person and take the stunt the time stamp photography and then would go ahead and act on that to contact the property owner to make sure that they one were time, aware that was occurring yeah maybe i missed it one time two times three times Will they get a warning or? Generally the first time what he does, uh, generally the first time is they will make contact with the property owner, not issue a warning. Second time, they'll issue an official letter. Third time would be the time that they would enact enforcement action, generally. Well, let me ask a question there. If you mentioned uh, planning and zone, I mean, uh, code, code enforcement. enforcement. So that would be code enforcement for Hinesville or Liberty County this this Hinesville treats trucks and, and trailer uh, commercial trucks and trailers in a different part of their ordinance and so that's under George Smith and his his group but 
this is just in Liberty County, and, and y'all have, have traditionally treated that as part of your zoning ordinance. And this, part, this provision has been in the zoning ordinance for over 20 years. You've had a lot of complaints about this? Not is that the that, reason why we're updating it? Or? That's not really our area. The, the building and licensing department has, from time to time, had to enforce this. And so when they get complaints, they have to go through the process of, you know, Warning people, and if they don't, if they don't heed the warning. Then you get a, you, you do a complaint with the magistrate's office, and the person gets served, and they have to come into magistrate court. Uh, that ain't what I'm talking about. I'm saying Paul Zeckman's office, <coughs> excuse me, his group down there have been getting a lot of complaints about this. I, I can't I say how many, but I heard of it. He I said, can't say how many they've gotten, but they have relied on this part of the ordinance when they do get get complaints to bring about enforcement. Without this in the ordinance, there's not really anything you can do when you get complaints about commercial vehicles in residential zones. I, you know, I'm trying to research back on the memory banks, and we can look back in the old code and see, but I remember many years ago, the commission was approached about problems with commercial vehicles parking in residential areas on the side of the roads and in driveways, transfer trucks and things like that. And so the commission adopted an ordinance then that prohibited that and had had certain weight requirements in it when they adopted the uniform code or when we did back in may this was left out not on purpose and so we're just trying to put it back, back. in well, that's if I'm you asking. if you have still had, if you still want to right have we had a lot of calls is that one reason why we're doing it because no, i mean sure. we're just creating another ordinance and we're creating something else for building inspections and that's what i'm saying we got building inspections, and that's what it's for. Jeff's is planning and zoning. It looks to me like it, that's not something Curtis can look after. I mean, now the, the, the Unified Development Ordinance gives the responsibility for the building official. I mean, we we the LCPC can help out, but the building official is the one who's designated as the enforcement person. Well, I mean. Uh, Paul knows about this, and he's under, he's aware that that's going to be a another thing for him to do. Then that's what I'm asking. I mean, we uh, he he knows the wagon up. I know, and and what I'll go back and do is talk to him to see how many violations, how many questions he's had that this hadn't been in there recently, um, because I really don't know, you know. Well, um, and and that's the thing that I Commissioner Stevens has brought it up too. We, you got somebody that pulls in this afternoon with a load of logs to leave in the morning to get to the mill. It's sitting there. He's going to be gone, and that's going to require, okay, there's going to be a phone call made, and either Tony or Paul's going to have to respond. Now, uh, if it's going to be a uh, – if there's that much going on, then we need to have already addressed it. But it, I, that's the first I've heard of it. Uh, I've had uh, down that end of the county, eastern side of the county, it is an issue in quite a few I've of the subdivisions. Too, uh, off the subdivision off of uh, Charlie Butler Road, down there off of Camp Viking Road, uh, off of Kings Road, trucks parking in there, where the contractor has gone in and put in sidewalks. These trucks have parked on the sidewalk, tore it, tore it up, and nothing to it. <clears throat> I've got a question, Jeff. Uh, Mr. Chairman. Yes, Jeff, when it says within any residential district, now, and Commissioner Stevens um, 
took the words out of my mouth when he said like a, a subdivision. I, I know that's all residential. <clears throat> But a residential district, this, could you elaborate on that just a little bit? That would be the single-family residential zones, R8, R12, and R20. The multifamily regular uh, districts, which would be apartments and PUD, any, any residential PUD that you have out there. But, but you, you could have, like, mixed, mixed uh, zoning. You, I mean, I could live in a house right next to a gas station, which is commercial. And if I lived in a house next to um, a gas station, which is commercial, would I be, it'd be how my house is zoned. How your house is zoned, that's right. So, so I, I, that would be considered where I live, just that one house in between all these businesses, I would be considered a residential district. Hmm. There are some random residential zones out there, some R8s and some R20s that are not part of a subdivision, but they're, they're zoned that. So that, this would apply to those. And, and another question, um, I mean, you know, I know Hinesville is, you know, they, they got everything. They got code enforcement. They got police, you know, they got everything. And in this ordinance, if, um, when it's put in place, it'll just be for um, the unincorporated area of the county and the smaller municipalities that, that depend on the county for their enforcement. Right, and thus far, I've taken this to all the smaller municipalities and everybody but Midway has, has adopted it and Midway is, is, on, is next, my next stop. Okay, Midway, Riceboro, all, Westboro's already adopted. Everybody, it. Okay. Branch. everybody is, is so just everybody but Hinesville, as right. you said, they got their mm -hmm. own um, ordinances to, for handling this. Okay. This, this has been a problem in Walthamville too. I've seen it, and I've referred them to the mayor's office. They asked me about it. And I said it's not, you know, so I referred to the mayor's office. I know we do the code enforcement, but I have referred them back to the people are parking eighteen wheelers wherever they can park them. And, and the local people, sometimes it's the neighborhood who don't want to get involved. You know how that is, you know. But, they, but they'll mention it to me you know, about it. So I had to turn it over to I have, say, the proper authorities. I have is a, a school bus. Does this school bus fit over that 10,000 pounds? But, it would. So the person that drives a school bus and live in a house, he'd need the Residential zone would not be. This would have to probably take it down to the bus barn. And one more thing. You've already discussed this with Paul. He knows it's coming. I have not. I need well, to. That's what I said. All want this is, is for information tonight. I don't think we ought to be. I'll talk to Paul. It was actually Paul's office that reached out to us and said, hey, what'd you do with our order? You let this out. We, we yeah, need we had this it before. We just left it out. Complaint. We just putting it back. I didn't know the Jeff I think he's. A, I think he's expecting <laughs> this to be put <laughs> back in there. We, we told him that we'd work to get it back in there. Yeah. Is to help him? Yes. Help us? Otherwise, they just have to tell the complainants that they, they don't have anything. Have nothing to, they can't help them. Yeah, yeah. One, just one other clarification on the enforcement side. So Paul's office will not get involved with this if the city has right. a municipal court. Okay. So it would be the city of Hinesville, it would be Midway, and it would be Walterville. We would not apply this there because they, those will be city right. court citations. Yeah. Right. So this, is basically, this is basically unincorporated. I just know that we've built 300-something homes that's in the county that he's had to inspect, and I don't want to, we'll wind up having to get another employee to enforce it. Or, or like you said, there's going to be people that's going to have to enforce it during the middle of the night if they leave with a, before daylight. 
Okay, you want me to go to the next part? There's two parts. This, that's the one part. The other All part right. is fire codes. And okay. that, during the time that we were adopting yes back in the spring, Georgia, the state of Georgia was in the process of updating their fire codes. And those fire codes uh, relate to the subdivision provisions and the ordinance. And they, they're already in effect for the state. They're not optional, but uh, we, we felt like it was important to get those into the Unified Development Ordinance so it would be consistent with what the state requirements are. And I'll just kind of give you a summary of what they include. Again, they're, they're already in effect for the, for the whole state, but what they include are uh, cul-de-sacs are going to have to be uh, built bigger than they, than they previously were. They had to be about 20% bigger to accommodate bigger fire apparatus to be able to turn around. So that's not optional, it's, but it's, uh, it's, it's in this ordinance to make our ordinance com, com, comply with the state. In addition to that, your current subdivision standards require roadways to be 24, uh, 22 feet wide, but in the area of a fire hydrant, they have to bump out to 24 feet wide. And that's again to accommodate fire, one, one fire apparatus be able to pass another fire apparatus. So that's something that's been added to this. In addition to that, uh, for, um, for subdivisions that are, have more than 120 uh, uh, lots in them, it, it, you'll now be required to have two entrances. In the past, it wasn't required, but now that's going to be required. It's not optional. Yeah, yeah. And the final main thing is that any, any new subdivision has to be approved by the fire chief or his designee or his or her designee in the county. So uh, there will be fire review of all new subdivisions and also all new traffic calming, like if you have speed humps or somewhere, the fire chief has to approve that before that gets installed. So all of that would be in incorporated into this ordinance as well. So there's, there's two main parts of the ordinance. There's fire things I just uh, mentioned to you, which are now part of the state fire code and this truck provision that we're trying to put back in there that you had in there for the last 20 years. And yeah. once again, this applies to unincorporated Liberty County for us. For you, but, that, but right. again, I've taken this to the other. I understand. I just want to make sure everybody understand. This is yeah, right. right. They're going to handle that part. We handle it. That's right. Yeah. The distance of the hydrants change. The distance of the hydrants, Marty. I think they they have to be no located no more than 500 feet apart. Is, 500. is that the same as they were before? It was 700. Five hundred. Five hundred is that right? Five hundred is that right? Right there. That's, that's state. That's state requirement. Five hundred seven point five. It's got something about hydrant systems. How many? I mean, just off, up your head, Jeff. Five hundred feet. How many single-family homes can you put on the right-hand side of the road in that five hundred feet? Depends on which zone you're in. If you got eighty feet of frontage, you could probably get about uh, maybe nine or ten homes on that side of the street before you need another fire hydrant. Yeah, what about commercial? Same. I mean, it's, it's 500 feet. No, I'm talking about the inspection of it. Uh, the inspection would be uh, the building and licensing department again. I mean, the fire, fire would the fire department would also have a role because you've got I think you got you now have a fire marshal for the county as well. We don't. We're in the process of doing that. I think that would fall to the chief until you do get a fire marshal then. But the fire, the fire department is responsible for enforcing the state fire codes. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is grandfathered in. Do you, 
this yeah, on the yeah, plaza. If you're here now, it, 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 there, there's no requirement in here to go back and retrofit roads, but all new development would, would have to fall. I out. like the idea of the two entrances. Uh, okay. Yeah, I like yes, that because that's progress. And that part of it is coming down from the state fire That's commission. Right. Okay. We're just so. trying to make our ordinance conform to what the state law already mm -hmm. says. Do we, do we really have a choice? No, we don't. We don't. It's already, it's already in effect, but there's no need to have conflicting should ordinances. Should be a mandate. You're mandate. right. You might make it all synonymous. You're right. The state's going to send us money down to fund all this. Yeah. Oh. Probably not. <laughs> okay. All righty. I mean, this has been advertised as a public hearing. So. Is there anyone that would like to speak to these new amendments to the ordinance? Who? No? All right. <laughs> Thank you. Satisfy the requirements, sir. Do I need to come out to vote, um, Mr. Brown? Ah, oh, you do. That'd be the best. Can I take a motion to come out of uh, public session? So move. Back in the regular session. Second. 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 All in favor, show your hands, please. Now back into our regular meeting session. Now Mr. Uh, Rickerson needs a, a vote on these amendments to the ordinances. <clears throat> I think we've had uh, ample discussion, so Chair, take a motion. <clears throat> yeah, I make a motion that we adopt the <clears throat> amendments to the uh, unified uh, resolution. And I'll commission ordinance. you. We'll take your motion as a second. That's all right with you, sir? Oh, that's fine. That's all right. Any further discussion? All in favor, show your hands, please. All Thank you, sir. Motion passed. Thank you, sir. Mr. Brown, let's make a note, though. I do think um, when we talk about um, uh, items that have to go over to magistrate, I know they have new leadership. Well, it'll be, yes, sir. Let's sit down and have a conversation with them about some of our concerns about the enforcement side of that. Because we you know what we learn sometimes is that they do, uh, how, how, how do I say this? They only do what they are authorized to do. Sometimes we think that maybe they should be authorized to do more, but sometimes when you dig into it, it's not that way. So let's at least have that conversation with, with new leadership. Make sure you've got our fellow that's going to enforce it over there. Too. Yes, yes, sir. He may be able to answer. We'll, we'll do. That's a good idea. Good suggestion. Thanks. All right, uh, final plant, Digestive Commerce Park. Ms. Sanchez, you doing that? Excuse me, yes I am. Uh, good evening, commissioner, uh, Chairman and Commissioners. Um, I'm here to present the final plat for the relocation of the Dorchester Village Road and the Dorchester Commerce Park Phase 1 subdivision. The property owners are Laurel View Properties and Dorchester Commerce Park, LLCs. The engineer is Kernan Company. And this is not only, as I mentioned, as the title indicates the relocation of the road, but it is also the creation of six in, uh, industrial lots off Islands Highway in District 1. We're all familiar with the area here. The part that's in blue is the city of Midway. Uh, we'll be going to them later with this for their part of it. But this is the existing Dorchester Road, and this is where the new one is being constructed right now. This is the final plat. Um, just to note that when it does, what gets signed and recorded will not have this red preliminary um, stamp on it. Uh, so here we have, as I mentioned before, the existing right-of-way of Dorchester Road, this portion, Village Road. This portion here is being abandoned, 
and right-of-way is being given up for 100-foot right-of-way for the new row, which is under construction. It does include at the bottom here a truck turnaround area so that any vehicle coming off of these industrial lots that happens to take a wrong turn, they can turn around there instead of having to go through the rural portion of the existing Dorchester Village Road. The six lots that are being created, there's one up in this corner that's entirely in the city of Midway. We have another lot down here, one here, 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 and then this one back here. This one back here, lot three, does have a 100-foot wide frontage on Dorchester Village Road. And this portion right here is also a utility and easement access for the ad ad adjacent lots. Um, what else is to note on the plat? I think that's, that's about it. Um, this is just kind of a, a picture that shows the portion that's being uh, abandoned on the existing road. And then this is the acreage. They, they broke it off in diff these different colors um, to show how much acreage is being dedicated from each of the existing property owners. So this is an existing property line. And so it's about two acres of the pink and about five acres or so of the blue from the existing property owners are being dedicated to uh, the road and the county. Um, so as I mentioned, the dedications to the county do include the Dorchester Village Road with a 100-foot right-of-way and that truck turnaround. There's going to be additional right-of-way along Islands Highway um, for them to make sure that the widening in the, that Islands Highway improvement project um, can be has enough room. And then there are stormwater improvements and associated easements along the road that are being dedicated to the county as well. Um, the water and sewer improvements and those associated easements are being dedicated to the Liberty County Development Authority. And then um, for these improvements, but they are, do require the usual bonds. We have for the primary improvements, which includes the paving, striping, and, and signage, and then the drainage isn't quite complete. So we've lumped that in with the primary improvement bond of $282,600. And then for the, two year, the maintenance guarantee for all the improvements for the road, construction of the road and itself, are, um, will be required in the amount of $439,000. This was before the Planning Commission last month, and they do recommend uh, approval with standard conditions for this final plat. Yeah. So, um, go back to where you showed the roads. Color, the colored ones or the plat? Right there. Oh, oh. yep. Where's that turnaround point at? This one doesn't have it. This was done as a preliminary, um, this was just illustrative just kind of give you the general acreage. This is the actual plat that will be recorded that does show the turnaround here. Because <clears throat> right now, that section of the old Dorchester Road, it's impassable. It's a mess. And I made, <clears throat> I mentioned to Mr. Long the other day about utilizing, why can't this construction outfit utilize their construction road for the uh, oversized, I call it dump trucks that's hauling dirt. <clears throat> and uh, they said that section of that road is not completed neither. So now you have the construction site that's not completed, the new Dorchester Road is not completed, and the old Dorchester Road is a mess. 
So we got a problem. So you yeah. said the road is impassable. I, I talked with Trent this morning, and he, he, he indicated that you were on him about that, and he's, he's assured me that that, that problem will, will get resolved. They said that last week. I tried to go down at Sunday and almost got stuck. So, but if you got a four-wheel drive, yeah, you can go down. I think their I think their plan is to try to get the everything down, including the the binder course, by the end of the month. So they're they're they've got an aggressive schedule. I can't I can't attest that they'll meet that, but that's what they're trying to get to. But during the same time, that's why some of these citizens down there were complaining before. Now you're is is inconvenient for them but it's satisfactory to the contractors. So we need to be aware of that the next time we look at anything. So it's impassable if they go, the, the, the interest closest to 95 is impassable, that, that interest? Right. As well as the? Yes. I, and I do have videos of it. Sure. But like I said, they can go out, go all the way around and come back out Briola and come back out to Oz Highway. Eric. Uh, Commissioner Stephen, is the abandoned road, Joey, is it still um, ours? It is right now. Right now. So, and yeah. Clinton couldn't do, he doesn't, I guess he's, we, we quit grading it once all this came up. So he, that's, yeah. that's probably why it's in the shape that it's in. He's actually out been helping some, but we put the responsibility on the contractor to maintain it. Okay. But it is, it is a, still a county still road. Still a county road. Still a county. And this would not change that. Okay. We will not accept that road until it's fully complete. I guess what Commissioner Steve was saying, I guess the people that try to get home, they um having a hard time. Can't allow that to happen where they can't get home. That's a that's a definite no no. Um even Joey if maybe a legal thing, even if we have to do what we do and, and build them for the improvements, we can't uh, yeah, we've actually there's been some conversation with them that if they don't maintain it in a better fashion, that we'll just stop work. They'll stop work out there for a while. Okay. Okay. But it's not a, a issue that if it's still ours and that there's an agreement that they would maintain it during this construction. I mean, because if it's still ours, it seems like we would be responsible whatever um, uh, intervals that Trenton, I mean, not Trent, I mean, Clinton always maintained it if we'd have kept that schedule. Well, you remember the, the agreement that came before you about this whole process. It was embedded in there. It's actually in the developer agreement that they, as part of this process, mm -hmm. as part of leaving that road open while they do construction, their agreement or our agreement with them was that they maintain it. Okay. Now, I can talk to Kelly and see if there's anything legally, you know, I don't, I don't know that it's illegal if we assist them um, and try to build back if that becomes necessary. I mean, that probably, probably could be done if they failed to do it. But Jeff said that they got a uh, an aggressive schedule, so maybe um, don't know, don't mean by noon tomorrow, nothing like that. Not that aggressive. Mm -mm. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, I did have one question on the dedication of of the road, the 100 foot. Are we going to take that one too? Would that be a county? On yes. that. Yes. Okay, so we're going to take the new road, and the the 100 foot. Right. And the turnaround down. That'll be paved. It will be, yeah, it'll be all paved. paved. But, you know, that was some of the citizens' concern when they 
when they right. were up here is how the, you know their homes are back there past that and trying to get back in there so we definitely need to do something have a responsibility to make sure that they yes sir yeah i have to give them credit already i know people personally and they hadn't called me so i applaud them if they hadn't called me uh, but certainly no better you do better now that i know the rules impassable that's that's unacceptable for so what do we have to do to enforce that i hope trent what kind of dialogue have we had with the developer County is handling the construction, so most of the dialogue has been between uh, Trent and, and Paul Zeckman and the, the construction people. That's Trent's man by Aaron. Yes, sir. Uh, what, what we got going on by Aaron? What, what I have is uh, Andy Box is one of our inspectors. He's Come on up to the mic, Andy. Everything else, get the road fixed. It's supposed to rain this <laughs> weekend. It's supposed to rain tomorrow night. Okay, you reckon we can get Clint to grade it and get it? I, I mean, that road I, that's I, ours. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. He's doing what's ours, but that portion that's in bad shape is ours, but under agreement, theirs to maintain. I hear you. So, yeah, I, let, let's go look at it. Yeah, I just don't want the citizens to be caught in the crossfire of. No, right. And it's exactly probably. Right. No, 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 no. I, we, yeah, we won't let that happen. Well, Mr. Chairman, how about the, the, the your development authority person and and Paul and and Trent and let's see if we can't get it squared away. If it can't, then I mean, there's not but one thing to do, and that's try to. I mean, shut him down, and we'll open him back up whenever he gets ready to open him up. Well, whenever we're ready. Looks like that's where we're headed if things don't change yeah. very, 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 very quickly. Like in tomorrow by lunch. Yeah. But I, I can imagine, though, since all this has been going on, that, um, I mean, it's, it'll take more than Trent sending the motor grader down there in the morning for a couple of hours because of neglect and the time with all the, the rain and everything else that we had. If the contractor hadn't been doing anything with it, and because of the agreement, and Clinton hadn't been down there. We're talking about, what, six months of, of you nothing? You might want to comment, because you've been on the ground quicker than I have. But come on, the, come the contractor the, has been there working he, on it. He, he, oh, yeah, he, he has a done, lot of he has done some things. Back in there. But, yeah, it, oh, yes, sir. It's, yes, but it's, it's just not what the – so no, There's so not. much traffic going in and out yeah. of there with yeah. three different contractors mm -hmm. doing work on three different – Areas of okay. that, yeah, because um, they got a batch concrete plant running down there too that they're bringing sand to for mm -hmm. batch concrete. Mm -hmm. It's not really related to okay. filling other roads. I just mean, a, yeah, there's just a whole lot of construction, yeah, a lot of heavy traffic. Yeah. yeah, let me say this: to send our motor grader down there would be probably a waste of time because you can send that motor grader down there eight o'clock in the morning, and by nine o'clock it's got ruts in it. Again, just well, I was thinking, Commissioner Stevens, from where the ch church is, the road back, if you if that part right there is graded, people could go out the paved road, couldn't it, instead of going through that? Yeah. I mean, that right there, there's not but, what, two residents on there. Which yeah. I think Ricky yes. and his son live there. Maybe um, John. No, you got the... Uh... You got the Quarterman's house down there, and you got Harris some more houses well, down there. And Mr. Harris? Mm -hmm. And you so got I mean, some closer back to the 95 side. They, they'll have to drive through the mud? 
Mr. Brown, y'all just follow up on this and make sure that uh, those, Please those keep people me in the are, loop because my yeah. phone is ringing. Not, that's not fair for them to be. Yeah. We want to support development, and we do, but we, we got to make sure yes, we sir. take care of the people. That, yeah, and, and we've been working on that where my other inspectors out there daily driving those roads, and they've had a, a tractor blade in the road constantly. They had a problem with the tractor breaking down, and then it became a, a big snowball. It just started going south on them, and then they're back on it. And uh, we've been dealing with Paul Zeckman, too. If they don't maintain the road, that stop them here to start there. Make sure we do that. All right. All right. All right, Commissioner Stevens, final plat. So they want the <coughs> approval on this. Yeah, the, the road issue is separate from the final plat now. Yeah, yeah. And I'll go ahead and make the motion that we accept the uh, final plat. Second. Second that we accept the final plat. Presentations presented by Mr. Smarty. Thank you. I think we've had ample discussion. Anything else? Okay. All in favor, show of hands, please. All right. Let's just keep a close eye on that road. Have to stop it. Let's stop it. There you are. <laughs> you ready? Evening, Chairman, Commissioners. Uh, my name is Keith Cosway. I'm with TR Long Engineering. I'm here to give you the monthly status update on the projects in, within Liberty County. Um, you, you were provided with the uh, status report, and I'm going to go ahead and go over them. If you have any questions on any of these, uh, go ahead and ask. Uh, first one's going to be the water system improvements on Lewis Fraser Road. The contractor is about 85% completed with the water main. He is currently working on pushing the laterals across to service the residents on the opposite sides of the road currently. That's in the status he's working on. Um, he's moving along daily uh, restoring and grassing the roadway. Haven't had any problems out there right now. Any questions on that? Yeah, no, no, not on out there. They're doing a good job. Okay, uh, the next active project that we have going on currently is the Miller Park Fire Station. Uh, the fire station, uh, the site contractor currently is having issues with uh, stabilization of the uh, subsurface along the uh, Highway 84, working on the diesel lane. So we're going through that right now, coming up with a way to fix and fix the problem there because when they built a 84 years ago, they made sure 84 was great. You get two feet off that roadway and it's straight swamp bottom. So we're working with the contractor now to get that uh, rectified and get the diesel lane continued. Um, well, Cemetery Road, uh, we're waiting on uh, property owners. We're uh, working to re get the required right of way to do Well Cemetery Road. Um, the letters have been sent out along with the deeds and everything to uh, work with the uh, property owners. Uh, King. Yes, sir. Is there any more update on the Islands Highway uh, box covered? On the box covered uh, repair, currently we're, uh, we're dealing with uh, Whitaker Labs. We, we've got to do some soil bores out there to find out the base underneath the uh, canal there to make sure we've got a good sub-base underneath there. Uh, I talked to uh, the soils engineer today. 
they're hopefully going to be out there next week to get us the reports on, uh, to start working to get us towards the reports on those. One other question on that: Is these boxes going to be prefab, or are they going to be pulled on site? It, it, it'll be temp dependent on the uh, the contract. The contractor will have an option either to pre you know come in with prefab, which would be a faster method, or uh, cast in place. It'll be based on pricing. Okay, Bill Carter Road um, is substantially complete right now. The uh, contractor has finished up with the uh, pavement operations. Uh, currently, we're waiting for the, to, the grass to start growing so that way we can get a good uh, stand of grass out there. There is a few other deficiencies out there. There's some striping that they, somehow the contractor missed on the end of the roadway. And then there is a bump in the transition coming back towards 84 uh, that the contractor has to repair. Otherwise, that uh, Bill Carter Road is just about done. The tree's gone. And, uh, tree's gone? Tree's gone. The tree's gone. <laughs> it did it so fast, I went to the house and we come back, it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's been taken care of there. Uh, Limerick Road, the uh, overlay and repair uh, with Sykes Brothers, uh, they started, uh, they put their signage up for construction and they're doing their layouts and they're getting with their surveyors to start laying it out so that they can start construction in the next couple of weeks. Any update on the uh, side of what you got right here on the, uh, the Peacock Canal Bridge? Just what you got right here? Just for what I have right okay. there. All right. Those are pretty much uh, Davis and Sillette, uh, same deal in District 5. Um, the contractor has finished there. We're working again with uh, for the grass established being out there. And uh, they did have to do a couple of repairs because a piece of their equipment broke, spilled a lot of petroleum products on the asphalt, they had to clean it up and fix that. I, I rode out there today. It, it looks good, though. It's, it's Much good. improved. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Much a, improved. A big improvement on that roadway. So, I mean... This is not complete. You, you said it was something. right. We, you know, basically they uh, part of the contract is shoulder restoration. Okay. So they came through and they put the dirt on there to back up the asphalt, and then they grass it. And we don't pay them out until we have a establishment of grass and make okay. sure the shoulders are established. It's a special kind of grass that's going to grow this time of year. You'll get uh, different types of uh, rye grasses this time of the year. They should have also seeded it with. Uh, uh, Bermuda, but we won't see the Bermuda until the spring. I'll say this for the matter of record again. I hope I never see that level of paving in Liberty County again that was done on that road. Excuse me, sir? hope I never see that level of paving again that was done on that road in, in Liberty County again. That It was done poorly from the beginning. Oh, you're talking about on those roadways yes, previously? Yes, yes sir. It, yeah. Um, the last two items on there will be uh, uh, voted on next month. Uh, for you, and the uh, documents are attached for y'all to review. Any other questions on any of the projects in Liberty County? Well, I guess, Joey, on the Claudia Lane um, water system, I talked with Trent. I think I copied you on the email that um, whenever he contacts EPD to see what the status is, that um, you know that he would, um, you know, if it's an email, that he would CC me and you on it. And I hadn't seen anything. But what would we be actually waiting on from EPD for for that? Just their their review of the plans and okay. 
And I think from the email he swapped back with us, they were just backed up, and we were in line for, for right. review, but EPG just hadn't got to the plans yet. Yep. I mean, I mean, it's, it's um, Claudia didn't, because we didn't have the easement, that's why they didn't, wasn't included in the, the other part of Homestown. Right. I mean, so right. we, we, and we finally got that worked out and we found the funding. And um, so EPD, whenever it, it comes up, we, I guess we because down the line a little bit, um, waiting on well, them to, never, to get I to mean, it. Yes, sir, that never was part of the system improvement plan that was sent to EPD when it was mm -hmm. reviewed. So he's had to make a submittal, basically, to EPD. And, and when you say review the plan, um, other than just running a, a line from, from Westfield down past the canal or uh, to simple. the canal. Okay. And we won't be doing that, will we? We'll have to. Uh, yeah. Will it be Woodrow doing it? We'd have to pay. That's what I'm but, saying. Yeah. Well, if he could go run a service in there, it would be like, that would be pretty simple. Yeah, I mean, it looks simple. Why would the EPD need to be? Yeah, it's, it's part of the requirements of extending for that many customers, I believe. Just like they're having to do Lewis Fraser, which right. obviously is larger. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, we just need to follow up on it. I will. Oh, okay. Do we? I just got a question. <clears throat> when we first went through with the water system, we had a reduced rate of hookup. Then we went to another stage and went to another stage. And now we're at, what was it, 1375 or 1475? To whatever, whatever. Now, so the, yeah. what, what will the Claudia Lane play, the $50? They'll pay whatever our rate is right now. I'm not sure what that rate is. It's actually what the cost is of doing the installation by Woody Sap. I, I think it's 1475 or 1375. And, and the reason it was a lower rate in the beginning is we had a block grant right. that helped out. We don't have... Lot grant. Any questions for Mr. Causeway? Thanks, uh, Keith. Thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, we treated you nicely. I'm going to tell Trent you did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, resolution of the government contract with PFA? It is, and Mr. Trey Monroe from uh, Stiefel and Associates is, is going to come, I believe, and present that to you and I can do any part Trey wants me to do. This is the bond resolution. You actually approve for the chairman to execute all the necessary documents for this, but this is, these are the bonds for the public workshop. The residual portion is not being paid by Splash 6. And so he's, we met with the facilities authority today and they basically approved the contract that you requested with them. And so he's got the closing, closing documents and closing numbers for you. Uh, yeah, thank you, Joey. Happy to see you all again. Um, so as Joey mentioned, we actually brought this to you back in August, um, sort of fast forward to now. Uh, we've got final numbers on everything. Um, we sent the financing package out to um, six or seven different financial institutions and got, uh, I believe, five, five bids back. They ranged from 4.81% all the way up to 6.52%. Um, so that's, you know, quite a wide dispersion. We, uh, the PFA um, rightly elected to go with the, the lowest rate option of 4.81%. Um, gives the, uh, the county the ability to refinance this um, 
beginning in 2028, so before you get to the sunset of SPLOS 7. Um, it, the numbers comply with um, what was set forth in SPLOS 7 in terms of how much um, the county would allocate to this project uh, from SPLOS 7. So all the math matches, um, the, the resolution you have tonight simply ratifies what the Public Facilities Authority approved earlier today and um, again confirms what um, you know y'all elected to, to do back in August. Uh, if I may ask, what was their discussion? What was their discussion, the Public Facilities, what was their conversation about the uh, well, I, I, my partner David was here for that meeting was he, today. I was not there, um, but I, I, I don't. Uh, I think it was a unanimous uh, acceptance of the of the proposal. Okay, we had the full uh, authority there, and to answer your question, they were very excited to be able to do it for the commission, and noted the other projects that they've been able to do for the commission, City of Midway, and City of Hinesville, uh, and we did make them aware that probably the health department would be coming to them in early '24. But did any local banks participate? Uh, we did have some local participation. Um, their rate was was not as low as it needed to be, um, but the, your local banks will hold the funds from the bond um, and be able to uh, manage those monies for the county. So, all right, what what kind of puts them out of the market? He he, he can help me with this, but but but. Uh, under some FDIC requirements and there's some regulatory requirements, certain banks, especially if they're small, they have to insure the public funds, and they run into uh, the inability to manage too many public funds or to have a, a portfolio <coughs> that shows that. Um, I don't know that that was the case with any of these, but if you're also a smaller bank, you're not average, you're not able to leverage other securities. So, or handle other public debt instruments and keep a lower interest rate. Your interest rate is generally going to be higher. So, did I miss too bad? No, no, You're that's, more in that that's, market, so. that's, yeah, there's, uh, so it, it also gets to um, every financial institution has a cost to borrow money because they don't, they're not taking this money from their reserves and lending it out to the county. They're going to, they're going to go borrow that money from, the federal home loan bank or the federal reserve they're going to borrow the money from somewhere in order to lend it to to a borrower and so the cost for lots of times the cost for um, you know smaller community or regional banks is it's just more expensive to to get that money than it is for for some of the bigger ones so um, in that regard they're they're uh, offers or their interest rate for their loans is, is higher than right, what you may sure. find elsewhere but at least they get to participate by housing our. Okay, well, how's the how's the funds for you? <laughs> Keep the dollars. Okay. And it is J.P. Morgan Chase. Uh, it yeah, was huge. Yeah. So. Fortune 500. This is well. The uh, you built sales tax seven proceeds to help pay some of it back. The the total borrow for this is a little over six million dollars. Six million twenty four thousand. A portion of that will get paid back through sales tax seven, and then there will be a residual that you probably will finance a lower tax interest rate, rate <laughs> that will be in sales tax eight. And that's for public works. New public works uh, facility. I mean, we oh, there's no concept plan on the health department. That's actually coming to you November. Yeah, your November meeting. <laughs> 
One offsets for them may be the fact that they have some money set aside That's to, true. to help with the project. Yeah. It, they do. And this one did too, if you remember. Sales Tax 6 contributed some here. We did that, thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right. Uh, let's see. Yep, we just need to, our approval to move forward. What's that rate again? 4.81? 4.81. Yes, sir. I thought it was 4.71. <laughs> I wish. Just went down there. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> yeah. Entertain a motion. Second. And secondly, we approve the resolution as presented. We have the 4.81%, and knowing that our local institution, a local institution, will get the opportunity to. Is it a local, or could it be more than one? It is. You'll have a you'll have a custodian of the funds, this local, and uh, and then we actually will will take the money draw it down, go ahead and draw it down, and put it in an investment account so it can earn interest. Good so money. they'll help with that transaction process to move it to construction. Good, good. All in favor, show of hands, please. All right. Motion passes. Thank Very you, much. sir. Good, good shopping. See you again. Good shopping. Mm -hmm. Mr. Mosley, you coming forward? Yes, Contractor Ross and Associates. Here, yeah, members of the commission, at your Sec, or your mid-month mid, mid meeting in September requested us to move forward with uh, um, getting moving forward with the impact fee. And we uh, reached out to Ross and Associates. Uh, the proposal before you is for $94,500 to uh, provide the uh, impact fee. You'll notice in the scope of services, uh, he talks about some of the things that he will do. Um, for instance, assistance with deployment of impact fee advisory committee, uh, the preparation of population housing employment forecast, uh, the methodology report, the capital improvements elements of regional state review, and the preparation of the impact fee ordinance in conformance to current state laws. Um, he proposed this to be done over a 12-month period, and funds for this project were um, allocated in the uh, 24 uh, budget. Um, as you can see, there's some pretty good data for some of the projects that we work on. But he'll provide, be able to provide us some data that we'll be able to use in some other projects that we'll be working on. And uh, Commissioner Thrift was concerned about making sure he comes. If you'll look on the, the first page in terms of the schedule, key events, he's scheduled to appear before this body on several events to, to provide you updates on the project. Pretty well, <clears throat> they will uh, actually come to us almost at every meeting, just about. Uh, if you if you if you turn to the next page where it talks about the services, these are some of the services we'll be looking at. I apologize for not doing that earlier, but it'll look at the bottom where it says uh, examples of newer men impact fee programs. If you look at the very bottom, Liberty County, these are the programs we'll be looking at um, in terms of. Uh, Mentioned the population employment forecast, labor—I mean, not library, but animal control, fire, emergency medical, jail, sheriff and police, parks and recreation, roads. Uh, those are the areas we'll be looking at in this proposal. No, sir. So he was the consultant that did the report for the city of Flemington. 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 
Well, I first heard the name through Flemington. This is the um, staff recommendation. I've been vetted. Uh, our, our friends in Flemington have used them. This process has, certainly has helped them. So we look forward to it helping us. We need additional streams of income where everybody shares. So I know Savannah. Uh, yes, sir, you just completed Savannah. Just completed, yeah. So the news. So I think we're on the right track, Commissioner, sir. I do too, Mr. Chairman, as long as we can get these results uh, what we asked for. Now, we, I know this is a pretty good-sized contract, and whenever you ask for something, they'll say, well, I'll get it for you in 30 days. I hope this is updated on a regular basis. The chairman will know about it or whoever else is in here involved, uh, Mr. Brown. But that you're talking about things like population well that's one thing and then the other one is how many home sales and things like that that's pretty easy to figure out without having a consultant but um or an associate whatever you want to call it but um, we're spending a lot of money and i just hope that you and joey's keeping up with it I don't want us to just go out there because it's something easy to do to pick the phone up and call them. We can do it in house. We can do it in house. We can't. Let's go. Let's uh, make sure we're in the right century and do it the right way. Sure. That's all I'm saying. Let's stay on top of it. Sure, we will. What was the price on this? It was 94.5. Budgeted. Okay. All right. Chairman, I'll make a motion we approve the contract with Ross and Associates. Second. Motion and second. We approve the contract proposed with Ross and Associates for impact fees. And once again, I think we're moving in the right direction, bringing some income to help us offset some of our expenses. Uh, any further discussion? Mr. Chair, I got one quick. If we don't feel, and I hadn't read the whole thing, it's probably in here or not. If we don't feel happy with them can we back out the contract with a reason you would need to pay them for work done to that point but yes sir you could I, I think keep in mind too that the the law really requires you to use a third party source to do that um, that kind of work so we'll, we'll contribute we're going to be Helping with some statistical information because I want to make sure that's right and what they're using. Uh, but but you, you need a third party that's not associated with the government that's going to levy the impact fees to to actually do the study. Both of yes. To keep the arms length. Yeah. Because you're going to involve private oh, folks in this too. Policing. And, and, yes, or it's a policing type policing. power. But you could you definitely if you're not happy you could discontinue this one and then start that process again. Okay. <clears throat> All in favor, show of hands, please. Motion right. passes. Thank you, Ms. Mosley. Bit Coast Standby Engineering Services. Chairman, y'all y'all probably remember that um, every five years, GDOT requires that you have a standby engineering firm 
to be able to do projects for your local airport if necessary. And so we had to rebid it again. It came up for rebid. Uh, this year we have to rebid in two separate sectors. One's for planning and engineering, and the other is for construction. So uh, we did that, um, sent those proposals out. We had three proposers that came in. These have to be certified engineers that are on GDOT's register for doing airport aviation services. So not every engineering firm would, you know, would uh, be able to comply with those provisions. You have to be on their list. So we did see those. Those are on the sheet that's attached. Uh, Goodwin Mills, Cahood, Holt, and Kimley Horn. In the area of planning and environmental, Holt received the highest score on that. I need to mention too, uh, it's not a dollar contract because we don't have them engaged at this point to do anything. You just simply have to have them on standby. But they receive the, the high score, both for planning environmental and uh, design and construction. Uh, we took this to the Joint Management Board Technical Committee, which is the chairman and um, the mayor and the LCDA chairman, who's also the same person, but technical staff reviewed them, took them to them. They approved or recommended for approval to you um, that we continue with Holt. Holt is our current firm that's working on the projects that we got going on right now. Um, but again, this is future projects under your CIP for your standby services. Well, it's, uh, Eddie, if you remember, it's, uh, you have a joint management board local, and you have one that's the big board. The big board is made up of the representatives from development authority, city and county, and then the big board adds in there the garrison commander, the DPW director, and the director of airport aviation for Hunter and uh, Fort Stewart. Um, an advisory member to them. Kenny, Kenny and Carmen and I, yes, sir. And we're the ones that actually reviewed these and, uh, and made a recommendation to them. Very satisfied with them. Chair. Chairman, do you understand motion? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. I'll make a motion with Boyd and Tom Trevor. Hoped. Okay. Yes, sir. Second. Second. Second we contract with Holt for standby engineering services for Mid Coast Airport. And uh, let me just go ahead and interject this. At some point, I'm trying to recall when we had an airport update. It hadn't been too long, but maybe time in the first of the year to give another one. So, All in favor, show of hands, please. All right. Piggyback on that, we hear about this, you know, once a year. We don't know what the flights in and out are. We don't know where they're expanding. I, mean, if, I, I know we were building some hangars, but we really don't. I ain't never heard it for free with them at all. Can we uh, get up? Oh, absolutely. You've got to give it to everybody that don't want one, but just... No, absolutely. I'd like to know. I mean, I have some folks that do fly. And... Any announcements, sir? I do. Just a few quick ones, please. Just to update you on some projects you talked about. Fire station facility, uh, Keith mentioned what we're working with there. It has a projected closing date now of December, provided we can get those uh, site conditions met, and I think we will. Uh, design is ongoing. Uh, preliminary for the health department. They're going to come before you in your November meeting to show you all that and to, to see what you all think about that. The road maintenance facility construction, they've already poured the pads. Uh, for the building, not poured the pads. They've actually put the fill material down for the pads, and I met with EMC down there this week, Coastal EMC, 
uh, to talk about the outdoor lighting. So uh, we're trying to finalize all that. They've already tied some water in to right to uh, Midway system, which has been good. And they're going to be doing some other work on that too. So that they're moving very, very quickly on that project. Sam Harris gym renovation, uh, past fire marshal inspection. We're going to be coming back to you probably after this week to talk about maybe a, a late November ribbon cutting. We're got the ad out now to hire the person for that facility to get it open so maybe the week before thanksgiving hopefully there um, mid-coast lease expansion uh, we've talked about that before but the environmental folks were finalizing that to expand that lease footprint at the airport and are submitting that to the military so uh, that's on go and then the ems administrative building i think i mentioned that it cleared the variance request from the city of Hinesville for setbacks and that's under design right now by rusty mccall so but anticipate having something to show you all on that probably in the next 60 days maybe get that project out before you're in uh, the other thing is you've got a 2024 calendar in front of you that i think maria included in your packet this gives you the updates on days the county will be closed and everything and so if there's any uh if there's anything that you see that's out of whack there we've kind of reviewed it all but we'd propose that be your 2024 calendar um, subject to any added meetings that y'all might have or want to have. This is your regular stuff. And that's it. Well, <clears throat> please keep me. I know we, we usually meet down now together, but still, I need some time frame to roughly to let the Harris family know about the ribbon cutting. Oh, oh absolutely. Absolutely. We'll come back to all of you. Oh, we're fixing to go home. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. Robin, reporter, Miss, I guess. Miss Robin, yeah. Yeah. I figured Donna, you might introduce her to us. No, they're totally they work making a difference. It's news. She's been here. <laughs> she's been here before. Yeah, she's been she's here. Been before. She's been in her meetings a couple before. times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Welcome. That's it, sir. All right. Anything else for the good order? Yes, sir. Should I take a motion to adjourn? So, so move. move. Second. second. So, so move. <laughs>